Hello, I'm Derek the DM of the World of Valor and Creative Director of Entertainment Stew. And we once again welcome you to Before the Roll, a new tabletop-centric podcast which allows us, the East U crew, a chance to analyze and break down the concepts that are presented and explored in our tabletop podcast, The World of Valor. Join us for weekly philosophical discussions, character analysis, narrative constructions, and much more. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Found Familiar Coffee. Found Familiar is started by a nerdy couple with a passion for coffee, creation, and Dungeons and Dragons. Found Familiar aims to do more than just provide an amazing cup of coffee. They are a business that uses their platform to recognize the people that share the same passions as them. It's a company that constantly gives back to creators, so please take the time to support them while at the same time supporting us if you use the code ESTEW, E-S-T-E-W, you get 10% off your order at foundfamiliarcoffee.com. And today we have... It's me, Asia. And... Sam. Okay. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hi. So, today's special, today's episode is a pretty special episode. Within the World of Bala, episode 90... Nine. 86. <laughs> <laughs> um, the current arc was just concluded. Nico, the desolation of the King arc is over, and Nico Peros has just been sealed away for the foreseeable future. Which means his character arc has kind of reached a, not a peak, but mm, conclusion? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like a stopping point, a checkpoint. A checkpoint. Check so it's a checkpoint. So that gives us a time to do our first character analysis. It's been it's been in a character that canonically has been within the world of Ella since our first recording two years ago. He appeared in a Deshina's episode first. Yeah. So today we're we're gonna do our character analysis a bit different. It's gonna be kind of serve as an interview with Asia leading the interview. And her asking me questions about the inception of the characters. We have Samantha here because she has had a character that has very much interacted with the boy king Miko Paros. Mm-hmm. As his sister, Santana yeah. Samoon. Yeah. So this is all experimental for us. So please bear with us if there's moments of silence, if there's moments of people um, collecting their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all new for us. So, Asia, if you could begin. So, Derek, what was the origin of the character of Nico Paros? Oh, that's that's easy. Uh, Gara, uh, Sabaku no Gara, uh, Gara of the Sand for you uh, English dub. <laughs> um, Lord, help me. So, something that we bring up a lot within the world of Vala that it was pretty much just um, not exactly a copy of. Um, Naruto, but it started out as a Naruto fan fiction many years ago. That's thus developed into its own thing. So the character of Nico started out as what if Gara was Naruto's friend from the beginning, with Avery being the Naruto facsimile and Gara being, I mean, and Nico being Gara. Okay. So um, between. Sins of the Father and Sins of the Father, the tabletop RPG, World of Vala. Mm-hmm. Were there any meaningful changes? Was there any meaningful change that you made to this uh, recoloring of Gara, if you will? Retexturing. Um, 
that you made with Nico. Yeah, in the in the main story, he was much more of a uh, Gara clone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he even had two siblings. Uh, one could control puppets. Another one fought with a fan. Um, I ended up subtle. Re- yeah, I ended up replacing those siblings. Um, also the very, but for the most part, the personality is going to remain the same. It was only until after, um, Nikhil's interaction with Adeshina that it kind of all changed. Mm-hmm. So from the start, there's nothing really outside of player interaction that changed for you creating the character of Nico. Exactly. Okay. Deep dope. So how did these interactions kind of decide the tide, decide the way that Nico's story was going? Um, okay. Uh, to answer that question, would it be okay if I explain what was the original story of Nico? Go for it. Okay, so uh, Nico's original story. So remember, Nico was a copy of Gara. Avery was just supposed to be a facsimile of Naruto, right? Mm-hmm. So... It would it was if, if Naruto was trained was raised by Tsunade. So they traveled around the world and they came, they came across this place in the desert. Yes, the story Nico was originally found in the desert and not in the sky. Um, and Nico was still that quiet kid that Adeshina met on the first few days where it's just like he was quiet, but he has bursts of rage where he just kind of murdered indiscriminately because he couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. Right, so the original showdown was that uh, Avery befriended Nico's sister, befriended Nico's sister first, and then um, Nico like was just like, "Oh snap, can I come and play?" And they played all day until Nico ended up inevitably losing control, and Avery had to go like this was like a twelve-year-old Avery had to go full nonstop against Nico, putting them down harshly. But the whole very nature of the, the way that Avery put them down and then showed them mercy kind of changed Nico's outlook on life. And then it kind of, through a series of chapters, I was able to transform Nico for, I mean, Nico slash Gara from the Gara pre. Naruto? Yeah, pre uh, the, what we see in Naruto to Gara and Shippuden. Where he was kind of just this kind, uh, inevitably uh, ended up being a pretty decent ruler. So the change, but the changes within the character development um, allowed me to keep Nico in sort of this kind of baby aura for a bit. Um, and that's because of the character of Adeshina. Um, she's a very doting person when it comes to Nico. Um, so because of Adeshina, Nico was able to have the quote-unquote childhood that he never had to lose because Avery was always overly harsh with Nico. So because of Avery, Nico got to like, was sharpened like a a hard knife on a whetstone. Um, With Adeshina, she babied him too much. And it's why he was still able to keep the personality of the Boy King. So... That's how kind of that changed Nico's whole trajectory. Were there, in the basic sense, was there any difference with you having to adapt him from just writing him as a character in a book to playing him? Was there anything that changed in that 
regards or yeah yeah there was um i think it kind of comes down to the fact that um when i write nico he can do whatever i want right when i'm writing a character that's i'm the i can make i can make their decisions make sense within my head by going through what they're thinking about what they're focused on um when i'm playing a character in a tabletop game this might come off kind of weird but what i tend to do is it's like I sit down at a table and discuss with the character what they would do. Um, it's kind of a longer process, but um, that way I get to know the character in and out. So I know what decision they would make. And we kind of already went over the type of decisions they would make in those scenarios. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Um, does this method of just kind of consulting with the character versus just kind of sitting down and having your path out for them, did it change much about the trajectory of the character's decisions? Did you find out new things about the character versus when you were had, like, I'm going to say a less interpersonal relationship with them? Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Because the thing is, when you sit down and discuss with a character, they start doing things that you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. But then they explain to you, this, is, this sounds like crazy talk, but they explain to you what needs to be done. So, like, I, I don't mean to step on your question for any other future questions, but, like, when Nico ended up turning heel on everyone and became, like, the villain of this arc, like, my conversation with Nico was just like, hey... I know you want to wait, but, like, this is happening now. Like, I'm I'm not putting this off any longer. I've already went through so much, and I'm not going to take the chance that um, Angelo or Deshina or Lance or any of these other, like, people can, like, turn around and just stop me. So I'm going to go for it now. And I don't think that would have happened because um, I wanted to see a tournament happen. So I don't think that would have happened if it was just left up to me. I like that. So, you talked about how Nico's basically been here since day one, and he interacted with the characters really early on. What, like episode two or something? Um, the reason I said recorded first was because the edition episode was the first episode we ever recorded, and Nico was in that episode first. Yes. So, since he's been here since day one, basically, um, what... It's kind of hard to ask, but were there any connections that you expected him to make? So the the Adeshina connection is kind of a no-brainer because he shows up in her ac- episode. But beyond that, when you saw how the trajectory was changing for him, did you expect, like, first of all, did it turn out exactly the way you expected? And second, were there other connections you expected him to make just kind of, like, domino affecting from this? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say within the realms of player characters, I really expected him to be more of a fixture within um, Team Gardein's life mm-hmm. at first. I really expected it because the thing is, it's like, I didn't, he ended up becoming more with the Cabal side of things, but with the strong start in Adeshina's episode, how important he was to Adeshina's backstory, how kind of Nico became essential to the plot of like what was being pushed forward within the world of Ala. I expected him to interact with Gardane, to interact with Marsmac, and kind of like settle in within a side character for their story. Right. 
Um, fortunately, things don't work out that way. And, like, due to a number of roles that happen with other characters and other characters' decisions, other NPCs' decisions, um, that kind of just didn't happen. Anyways. Cool. So, before we get into just kind of laying out the character as we've seen him thus far, and we'll get into this a little bit as we talk more about it, how did there... Is there any breakout standout moments where their goals change due to them participating in the plot alongside player characters yeah of course um i can think of three one four um one when adeshida there's a lot of a names adeshida a lot of a names that affected the story um, when Adeshina and Avery met him at the beginning, and Adeshina gave him that room, right? That that pretty much changed to where like his main devotion. He's like, yeah, the land of wind, but also my friend Adeshina, the mom figure in my life. Um, two, Reaper of Gods and the black ink that made him eat people. Mm-hmm. Um, that during that that was just oh god, I'm a monster. Um, I can't see anyone else again. I need to go to the land of fire because I need the help of my friend, Adeshina or Avery. Um, three, uh, Angelo, um, knowing the monster that Nico was eventually going to become, um, attempted to change the future of Nico, thus creating another sort of monster. So then that Nico's goal was domination. And they thought they were doing it for the right thing because it's just like, hey, this is Nico with inhibitions off. So, like, um, Land of Water, dead, gone. Um, And then there was Micah Ball and me not getting what I wanted by putting um, that baby in charge. Um, Which means that the people that the closest people he surrounded around him can no longer be trusted. And if they can't be trusted, if Adeshina can't be trusted, if Avery can't be trusted, what's keeping me from just trying to take over everything? Because at that point, um, it's already been proven to me that um, I can't control the people around me by just talking to them. So now I just have to use force. So he enabled a contingency plan that was just like, okay, everyone is being push down which is the Nico that we ended off on and I guess there's also a fifth Nico that's the Nico at the end of this arc where through a combination of Santana and Devesina they were able to like break through a little bit um and then it kind of gets back to the original story of Nico where he just wanted to be loved and showing that some that people cared for him even if he didn't accomplish like um, stopping the land of water if he, if he didn't accomplish being a better king than his father. Like, the people still care for him. Mm. And that's the Nico that got, that got sealed up. Fascinating. So, um, my next question was how did they feel about the conne- connections they made within the story? Um, maybe ending on what their goals for the future is, but we can go through that as... We kind of, I, I feel like the points you set up set for really good checkpoints along our discussion of just kind of 
his arc. Yeah. As we've seen thus far. So. So we're gonna start at the beginning. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up how he's connected with these characters over time, right? So I'm gonna start at the beginning of when he met a character and then go back. Um, so I'm gonna start out with Adeshina. Um, throughout his throughout his journey of his like up relationship emotional journey with Adeshina, it was a lot of like a lot of love from both sides. Like even when Nico was like even at his like peak worst, he still cared for Adeshina because Adeshina is one of the only people that had a calmer hand with him, right? They loved Avery, but, like, Avery is a taskmaster. Avery's like, hey, you're gonna get control of yourself, like, because that's all that matters. You need control over yourself. Adeshina is more like, buddy. I'm making a face, but, like, <laughs> it's the Adeshina, you know. You gotta get a handle on this. Which is much more of a... I don't mean to just... I don't mean to just gender it as parently. Pa- parently? Um, parental. Par- yes, parental. It's more like a parental, like, guiding hand rather than, like, a master and um, student that Avery, the relationship with him and Avery had. So, I thought his relationship with Avery was a positive one. and then, But, I mean, with Adeshina, it was a positive one. But there are also many parts of their arc where Adeshina kind of broke his heart. Because she wouldn't join him. Hey, I'm impartial. <laughs> I, 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 I'm acting as impartial, impartial question asker. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. Um. So, a Nico never meant to hurt Avery. I mean, Adeshina, but it's just a lot of A names. Didn't mean to hurt Adeshina, but it's just like, hey, I love you, but this these things still need to be done. And if you really love me like a parent or like a guardian, then you'd understand that these stuff needs to get done. And you'd forgive me. Because that's what people that love people do. You're eating people, though. But I didn't know that. But you're experimenting on people, though. That's, uh, that's bad. Ugh. Um, Avery was, we already touched a lot of Avery's. I'm not going to focus as much on the player, on the NPCs. I'm going to focus more on the player characters, but I'm going to go through who they met first. Mm-hmm. Um, Avery, uh, Nico trusted Avery, but also know that Avery could always just be, like, once they, once they did their heel turn, uh, Nico always knew that Avery was kind of just a problem. Because they knew that A, it's just like, oh yeah, well Adeshina forgive me because Adeshina loves me. I've seen what Avery does to people that they love, and I know that I this isn't really gonna stand up against Avery. Um. So when Nico was fighting Avery, Nico was fight like there that was the fight that we didn't get to see. Um, but when Nico was fighting Avery, they were fighting to kill Avery. Oof. And Avery was fighting to kill Nico. Um, 
Next, who do they meet next? Uh, well, Santana and Ezra. I'm gonna start with Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, Nico likes Santana, but I guess it was kind of a not a it was not an inverse, but their relationship was kind of similar to Nico and Adeshina. If Adeshina enabled a lot of Nico's more um, evil acts. My girl, that that's fair. My girl is an enabler. And so, um, when it came down to eating people, when it came to torturing people, um, the things that, like, the interactions they'd have with Santana would be like, yeah, Santana would be okay with this. And so they trusted Santana in a way that, like, in a way that they couldn't trust um, Adeshina because he, he considered Santana, like him, a monster. Um, Ezra, Ezra, he, he considered Ezra a bigger monster than he. Oh, wow. Go on. But it was just like, oh, this person's a nightmare, so it would be better to keep them on my side than against me. Wow. Um, I gotta be real. I was expecting something like, yeah, Ezra sucks. I caught her reading my diary. She sucks. That's fascinating. Um, when they had the chance, um, there's been a bit, plenty of times where I've rolled that assassins have tried to kill Ezra, but they haven't gotten close enough. Because <laughs> I, I would roll against, like, um, when you were a Vakonic. Um, they were all, they were like druids that he that he hired to kill you. But then like I would roll against like your base like vaconicness, mm-hmm. and they were they were unable to get close to kill you. There's been plenty of times where Nico's been just trying to kill Ezra. On that mission, um, he was hoping that Ezra would get killed. Wow, revelations! Revelations! I can now just put everything out in the open. My girl's passive perception was not high enough. It wasn't high enough. She she just survived through strength of body, I guess. Alone. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, there's a point in time where he put a poison in Santana. Once I asked Sam to roll a constitution, and she was like, yeah, I got a four. And I was like, yeah, nothing happened to you, but... And there was a poison in Santana that was supposed to just, like, leak out and kill you. <laughs> that seems so, like, this is roundabout. comical. Yeah. There... Did, did it... I know the... We know the answer, but did it work? Um, no, but the poison did weaken uh, Rokander. It happened underneath the cave, which is why he was partially useless during that fight. Mm. Amazing. Just some big, dumb idiot tromping around. And Nico being like, sorry, Santana, I gotta, I like you. You're cool, but I gotta poison you to kill us, bro. Wow. Well, you get it. Why don't you just poison the person directly? That was, that was... It wasn't working. See, the thing is, um, he was playing, because Nico's smart for like a young boy. He's smart. And this whole thing was that um, Ezra's an assassin. One, you don't keep assassins around you. Two, um, if he did it directly like assassins would, she would just figure out what's up. She would? Maybe? 
I like to think so. Well, then I would have you roll insight, and then it's just like, um, Star. Nico really likes Star, um, but he considers Star like a dog, like a like a puppy, where it's just like, oh, you're cute, guarding me. Good job. But they never let them in because, um, like a dog, like he doesn't really thought highly of Star's intelligence, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not on my level. Yeah. Um, Rokander. Um, Nico always hated Rokander and never trusted him. Well, How right off the bat, um, it's like I sent you guys to get Nico. I I sent you guys to get Angelo. And then you came back with Angelo, but also this guy that doesn't respect that I am a king. And now you're telling him that he can also bring back the dead. Something that my dad tried to do. You know, that's pretty fair. I have a question. Mm -hmm. We haven't touched on it as much, but I feel like it's kind of at the root of why Nico started out the way he did. How does Nico feel about, like, his family? Oh, man. And his growing up situation. Oh, man, Nico. What's that about? Man, Nico's growing up situation, he would never let anyone in on it. But it's like, um, he kind of hated it. Um, His father put him on his pedestal um, because, uh, as as we know right now in the story, his father experimented on all of his kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But Nico was considered the prize child. you kind of see why he was a member of the eight. It was just it was one of those things which was just like, okay, so out of all the kids, like all the kids I experimented on, Nico is the best of them. But when Nico didn't turn out to be like the um, easily controlled being like the rest of his siblings, or like there's been times where Nico's dad tried to kill Nico, but like he was unable to do it. Mm-hmm. Then Nico's own father kind of considered Nico a monster and kind of just like kept him at arm's length to just refocus back on their experiments. Right. When you say as easily controlled as his siblings, did he have other siblings living in the castle with him? Like other princes and princesses? Or was it ever only just like Nico in the castle by himself and all the rest of his siblings being secret? All the rest of the siblings being secret. Where it was just like, yeah, they could be easily controlled. Like, I could, put, I could orchestrate that Santana gets put in an orphanage and that Star gets raised by um, a military family for they can then protect Nico without having that, like, hey, sibling bond. But it's just like, I can keep an eye of where all the siblings are. Like, yeah, I threw Angelo off a roof, but, like, yeah, he's dead. Like, that's... That's canon. That's canon. Um, so it was one of those things where it's just like I can't just like it's, it, he's tried throwing Nico off the roof. He's tried, uh, but the thing is, it's like Nico's hard to kill. And at that point, you just kind of like, like the thing is, Nico wouldn't raise a hand against his father because he loved his father, but like, I can't kill him, so I might as well just like keep him at a distance. Right. So when these revelations of. Uh... Sibling. Also, um, Nico's mom. What's that situation? Um, she died during childbirth. Okay, cool. Any other? Person? Because of experiment, experiments. 
Any other parental figures? Um, honestly, there was a Deshina's mom, but she wasn't really a parental figure. She also just saw him as an experiment. Yeah. So, when it starts coming out of the woodwork that, hey, Nico, these are your siblings, da 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 as he starts kind of delving, correct me if I'm wrong, as he starts kind of delving into what his father was working on, one, what are the emotions that he had while doing that? And two, how do you feel about finding out about, like, Santana and Angelo and Star all being related to him? Okay, so, um, he actually had a revelation time. He actually found a few different siblings that were all experiments. Oh. Um, and that's even, because remember, he ended up finding out about Santana late. Mm-hmm. And so he found out about Santana and Star late, but he saw all the other siblings as kind of failures of their father's legacy, where it's just like, you couldn't defend yourself, you couldn't, like, do do any of the other things that, like, I could do. And so you're all just kind of failures. Mm, right, this is jerk, Nico. Yeah. Um, so... Let's just say things have happened to his other siblings. Oh, that's unfortunate. They're not dead. That's still not great with the cadence of how you said that. Okay. Um, but when he saw Angelo, his older brother, and like what he also confirmed is just like, oh, this is like for my older brother. All he saw was kind of a freak of nature. Because, like, Angelo was born. Like, he's seen the things. He's seen the pictures of how Angelo's, what Angelo's mom looks like, what Angelo was born as. Uh, so, when he looks at Angelo, he sees, like, a freak that has powers that he shouldn't have. So, he's perplexed about Angelo's existence. This is all still jerk Nico. Or this is still boy king Nico. Um, he'd probably be pretty pumped. Right. But this is Nico trying to consolidate power, and it doesn't help that you have the wild card that is Angelo just out in the world, especially when he's like carrying your blood. And he's your sibling, so and in a nation that cares about like birthright and blood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to it, um, he didn't care for Angelo, um, but he also know that Angelo what his dad thought was an originally a poor like success of an experiment may have been a boon, especially when he found out about Santos. Oh, right, because he did try to part-time murder Santos in the woods. Mm-hmm. What? What? Let's talk about that moment. So in- Wait, wait, other siblings, then let's talk about that moment. Because I guess Santos is still technically a sibling, mm-hmm. but yes. Um, but yeah, so, and so when he got Angelo back, it was all about continuing his father's experiments. Mm-hmm. What about Santana and Star? Um, Santana and Star, when he found out, it was like right when he was about to get sealed in. Right. So he wasn't really a lot to do with that information, but it, uh, it kind of crushed him when Star told, when Santana told him that he, she was his sibling, then it's just like, oh. So I found out about my family, and you're fighting me too. So it hurt twice as much that, like, oh, the person who I thought was, like, my friend, the lickable, and now she revealed she's my older sister and my oldest sibling, um, and she's fighting me too. Like, Star just cut, Star, Star just slit my throat. Oof. 
To be fair, he was killing a lot of people, but like in his mind, it's just a lot to take in at once. Um, I want to talk about Santos, but then I feel like how other characters feel about Nico also says something about Nico, and I wonder. I I want to ask Sam here because mm-hmm. we have the delight of having one Nico siblings here. Hey, Sam Nico playing Santana, mm-hmm. and how. Other characters, what do you call it? Impression of Nico. Mm-hmm. Whether I'll come up with the sentence, I promise. Feel free to help me. What that says about Nico, and whether that you were giving off like the impression that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, was was other people's viewpoints of Nico gave off the intent that I wanted Nico to give off? Basically. Okay. Not not yeah, not smooth as I wanted, but is everyone picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. I think so. oh, okay. Deep dope. Santos, go. Um, how did Santos feel about him? Or how... Um, no, because you said it, he felt like interesting. Oh yeah. So yeah, Santos is kind of a big because it's just like oh so. Um, my dad didn't fail on his, on his experiments. But why is Santos and Angelo two different beings? Um, if Santos is a copy, could I just copy more of Santos? Oh, right. Yeah. That's a thought. So, like, with that, it was just like, he considers... One, he wanted to get his hands on both of them at the same time because after a certain point, he stops considering them, this can sound really harsh, people, and starts considering seeing them as just like experiments, all the information he can see out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it easier to do with Santos because of the, all the animal parts. It's just like, okay, you're less people than um, Angelo, who's like, I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting on them, but like, you're like the real prize. Right. So, which is why you saw the episode where he found it, proved it to, like, attack Santos and, like, um, using his blood magic to kind of just, like, stab and prod at him. Wow. You're right. This dude did some really heinous shit, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So, with that in mind, (laughs) Sam, Mm -hmm. your character, Santana, has had let's say, tumultuous relationship with the titular character, Nico, for a long time. Mm -hmm. From start to finish, um, from start to basically this point in our arc, Mm -hmm. would you give me a quick run-through of Santana's emotional roller coaster that she's been on with her, oh, brother? Let's roll the clips. Thank you, that's funny. I really appreciate this like talk show host thing you, you had going on um at the beginning when i when she met nico when she was like at the execution yeah it was the execution yeah she kind of pitied him because it's like yeah this like 12 year old we uh, i don't remember how old he is like 12 year old is like being in charge of like an entire country there's a lot of stress to put on a child um then when he started becoming more more and more evil, it's just like, yeah, Santana, like, always bracketed this under, like, hey, this isn't Nico's, like, 
fault exactly because like angelo did something to him so this is not how he like usually usually acts but um that doesn't distract from the fact that you try to kill me with a giant spider in the middle of the night it doesn't distract from the fact that you like were planning all these like malicious things behind the backs of like your informants behind people's backs yeah sure yeah but yeah, it didn't really change the fact that you try to do all that stuff. He's like, yeah, Santana cares about Nico, especially since she found out that it was his her brother, and she like has never had a family. She only had like her sister and her moms, and that's it. So it's like, yeah, what other person that I can care for? My my sibling. Da 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 da. Um, that doesn't distract from the fact that you're evil, and you've been killing people. Like I still have to take that into consideration. Right. So between um. You said Santana began thinking more softly towards Nico when she found out that he was her brother, right? Mm-hmm. So was there any change in how she treated Nico or was there any kind of dissonance in how she thought of Nico or how she was able to kind of reconcile the fact that this person who before was just kind of like someone she ran had the bad luck of running into and getting tangled up with and was treating her in as you said malicious ways and the people around in malicious ways and coming to grips with the fact that Santana cares so much about family and now this person who's basically not like been yeah basically been tormenting her this entire time is the reason she had to leave her comfortable life for this new dangerous one increasingly so being her brother i don't i'm so sorry um so you were saying before that she had a negative opinion of him because she saw all of the heinous stuff that he was doing Mm-hmm. and how it affected her and how he treated the people around her and how if given the choice Santana probably wouldn't have left the life she had before to join Nico's mm-hmm. cabal and it was all kind of under duress but you also mentioned that Santana really cares about her family and it's a big like and she cares about like caring about her family members and making sure that they're okay and they're together because that's something that she's always wanted for herself. So was there any dissonance between that? Between reconciling the fact that this person carrying out these heinous acts, tormenting her, tormenting the people around her, and treating people like as horribly as he was, was now her brother. Was there any like dissonance? I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what dissonance means. I I, I, think I I don't I just don't like I use a different word because I don't. Does she have trouble like with the two opposite thoughts? Because the thing is, yeah, um, I don't think she would have because it's just like even though this is her sibling, it's like yeah, the point of the matter is you're doing something bad. Like it's even though she cares about her brother, it's like like at the end of the day you're still doing heinous acts so it's just like yeah we're family but is that what you mean sure
All right. So, at the end of the day, what does, like, at the end point, when she has to talk down Nico and when he gets caught into ice, caught, captured in the ice, how does Santana feel about Nico then? Hmm. She seems like she's glad that he was able to like listen to reason that there was still some part of them that was still human that he still like was able to be talked down that way. So yeah, so her like him taking this like first step into like kind of recovery was like very impactful for her and it made her like because after all this happens, she's gonna have like a lot of backlash from like everyone about this because that's her brother. But it's like yeah, this one step proves. That they, he can recover from this, that he can get better from this, that this doesn't have to be the end all be all, and doesn't have to be labeled as a villain for the rest of his life. And what if he hadn't taken that chance? How would um, you feel? Then she, I guess, if she, if he as a brother wouldn't take, like, if he wouldn't try to make amends with her, she would just cut it off, and she would just wouldn't defend him, wouldn't stick up for his life. Okay. Oh, continue. I'm sorry. Did you have something? No, I was, I was done. So, Derek, hearing Santana's impression of Nico and playing Nico and how you wanted him to come off, was that about how you expected it to be? Or what, what are your impressions? After watching the clips, how do you feel? Um, I feel like Nico came out how he was supposed to come off. That last minute of him, like, stopping his attack, um, I kind of want to leave it ambiguous because I know he stopped his attack, but what if Melissa didn't freeze him? Would he still just keep attacking? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you broke through a little bit, but could that stop him on the rampage? Right, when he's already gone so far. Yeah, because it's just like, I know, we're, I know everyone's saying that, oh, that's the road to forgiveness, but it's just like, I know how far he went. Like, um, not all the player characters, not all the NPCs know just how far. There's more? Yeah. Okay. So, it's like, me as Derek, who's been looking over Nico's shoulder, is just like, "Ah, do you deserve forgiveness? But I also know family is important to... Santana, so I would hope that that would still ring through, ring true with Nico. So I'm glad it did. But what about your characters? Um, Ezra and Adeshina? Yeah. Um, Ezra's quick. Nico is a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Like her family already is a bunch of vampires secretly in control of like an entire kingdom, playing people from the inside out, blah, blah, blah. So when she saw, like, basically this boy king in a susceptible position, very much influence, very much influenceable, it was just kind of like, sweet, this is my end. This is how I fight back. It's going to look super dope. Not, not like this shallow, but it's going to look super dope when my family in charge of the Vipar sees me and only me behind the king of um, Adex. Mm-hmm. Ah, take that. Um, 
it was a thorn in the plan when he didn't like her as much as she needed him to, but uh, he still kept her around, and she did not know she was trying, he was trying to kill her, <laughs> but she kind of always suspected that it was coming, mm-hmm. so it was really just like, take what you can from this situation while you can, and if like when the time came where everyone was like, yeah, oh no, we gotta kill Nico, no! It was kind of like, yeah, I'll kill Nico to get in everyone's good graces and get a modicum of power from this. Yeah, I'll do it, whatever. I don't care. Cause she doesn't. Okay. Um, she, she doesn't really care about his well-being, very much means and ends, and he didn't like her anyways, and she, what, it's like a 12 year old. Yeah, it's like, wow, I'm supposed to care about what you think. Yeah. Okay, Adesha? Um, Nico is one of her first friends, and um, not to use shonen anime esque euphemisms, but someone who pulled her out of the darkness of her life. That was that point. What she was twelve. Who cares? Um, and she's always felt like him and Avery. That was something that she could never. There would never be a point where she could stop making up for that. Does that make sense? Like, she could never... It meant so much to her that there, she could give and give and give to them all her life, and it would never, in her mind, like, she would never pay it back how much that her, their simple friendship meant to her. Mm-hmm. So when Nico started acting strangely, it... Glossing over all the other years. When Nico started acting strangely, it was really worrying to her. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she'd go and tell on him immediately because she'd want to hear his side but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't looking good it wasn't sounding good and it it would she would much rather deal with it like hush hush than try to like out him yeah but uh, any good friend would like if i if i start killing people like i need you to like defend me not not that much not that much but um so she always suspected it, but it never felt like she had an in, and she was trying to keep an eye on it, but he was keeping her at like an arm's length and doing like really shady stuff that she couldn't really get like a handle on, if that makes sense. She couldn't, there was no in for her. So it felt like all she could do to like keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, So, when she starts hearing about all this terrible stuff that he was doing, like, during the peace tournament, when he finally has that turn, it's, um, she's, I guess she's just genuinely surprised, because she had no reason other than all the shady stuff, and also, she did seem like attacking Santos. She did. That was sus. That was super sus. Mm Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you woke up, Santos seemed fine. Yeah. So, like... But then, also, he was missing, and in a blood brunch party. It was a lot. There was a lot of weird stuff happening. She couldn't really piece it together that well. Mm-hmm. A lot of... And then, she he was hanging around Xavier. 
and they saw a dragon. There's a lot. There's a lot of weird stuff. But she just like didn't have the. There's a lot of pieces that she couldn't put together. Anyways, when she started hearing all the heinous stuff, it was just kind of like ah. This wasn't. This is this is awful. This is increasingly bad. But when Angelo actually explained what happened to him, it was just kind of like. It's his fault, but it's also just kind of not. It's not his fault he got attacked. It's not his fault some rando turned him into a cannibal. It's not his fault that you, like, trying to help, turned him into, like, an active monster. Mm -hmm. And it's not his fault that because of, like, these kind of uh, traumatic events, he turned from, like, someone who was sweet and kind and the Nico she knew into like this tyrant with no regard for human life. Mm -hmm. So she wanted him to like atone for his crimes, but she also wanted to give him a chance to like get back to who he really was instead of just like not like a victim of circumstance mm -hmm. because he's not a victim, but he is. Yeah. Well, also just atoning. But also, he didn't ask to be turned into this. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I've rambled a lot. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I feel like Nico, in the end, if any of comments are to sit by, is a very diverse of character. But I hope this care. hope this little checkpoint kind of indicates more stuff to come. Um, I, I, would, I would hate for him to just die after this. Yeah. Because I, I want to see what happens next with this story. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what, she, what we have for Before the World today. Uh, any last passing thoughts about Nico? Nah. I basically said everything. I basically said everything. Okay. Um, keep listening to Before the World. Um, I swear we're going to establish a correct schedule for this. Um, if you have a comment section on your podcast, at whatever you're listening to, rate and comment on this episode to show that we still want more of these. Okay. Um, put your favorite Nico moment in the comment section below. Um, I'm parsed for that time that he made Rokan to bring that person back to life and have the person eat his brother. I oh, thought, yeah, that was... That was horrific. I thought that I thought that was a really good scene. I thought it was a horrific act, but a decent scene. Um, so yeah, hope everyone has a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.